Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, you'll hear from Simon Davis, Executive Managing Director of Global Technology at Newmark Knight Frank. Davis discourses five myths that encompass today's corporate real estate leaders. Hi, my name is Simon Davis, Executive Managing Director, Global Technology with Newmark Knight Frank. I'd like to thank Cornet Global for allowing me to record this podcast. I'm fortunate to be in the beautiful surroundings of Amsterdam, attending the 2019 Cornet Emmaus Summit. I've spent almost 20 years working in real estate technology from the initial inception of IWMS, or Integrated Workplace Management Systems, consulting for Fortune 250 clients on system selection, and worked in both startups and point solutions right up to bleeding edge technology. I'm now responsible for business development focused on using my technology knowledge to help deliver leading solutions to our clients. I'm also the lead faculty on the Cornet Masters of Corporate Real Estate, CRE Technology Electives, and have taught the subject for three years, whilst also curating technology events for Cornet chapters across the US. I hope that my experience will provide some valuable insights for those of you listening. The topic I'm going to cover is myth versus reality, the current state of real estate technology. And I'll discuss five myths that I feel are relevant to CRE leaders today. The first one, with all this new technology, prior technology investment is redundant. The second one, startups are trying to cash in on the investment space. The third, the technology market is too crowded. The fourth, a startup can't help my global organization. And the fifth, companies need to go all in on AI and VR. To set the scene, the RE tech market has exploded in recent years with over 10 billion invested this year alone, according to research from UNISU. MIT's Real Estate Innovation Lab was tracking 12 real estate tech startups in 2014. Today is over 3,000 in the US. Globally, UNISU reports over 8,000 property and real estate technology solutions globally. Real estate is an environment that has traditionally lagged behind other industries in terms of technology capabilities and investment. And I believe the legacy is what has created today's market. I'm always surprised to meet a global firm that is managing their real estate in Excel. And whilst the FASB lease accounting change rules have made it less common, it still exists in aspects of client portfolios. I believe the convergence of many factors has created this tsunami of startups, to quote Steve Weichel from MIT. What happened was a big chasm opened between 2014 and 2018, where external influencers, many with backgrounds in Silicon Valley and global tech hubs like Australia, Israel, and Singapore, saw the opportunity to significantly impact a multi-billion dollar global industry and reap the rewards. Coupled with fast access, cloud computing, and a tech-savvy mobile workforce, this led to a perfect storm for software vendors. Legacy IWMS vendors were focused on delivering on promises of FASB, mobility, and IoT, and lost view of what nimble startups were capable of doing. These startups not only had new ideas and technology, but were not burdened with dated code bases and rigid structures, they did not anticipate what the industry needs would be 20 years after they were architected. 
Also, corporate IT departments in many cases became less fearful of externally hosted systems and off-premise data storage, which meant they were more open to smaller organizations that did not operate in the traditional models. <coughs> With this context in mind, I want to talk to you about the myths I observed in recent times. The first myth I will discuss is that with all this new technology, prior technology investment is redundant. This is a myth that can be perpetrated and this is a myth that can be perpetrated and perpetuated by technology vendors in many instances. Most legacy products were intentionally not built to easily integrate with other systems. The goal of IWS was to provide a corporation with one single solution that was able to handle all the real estate needs from lease administration, facility management, project management, and space planning, and later sustainability. And the intention of IWS sales executives was to sell all five modules to one corporation. The IWS model negated the need for costly and risky integrations of multiple products and the need to normalize data, whilst also reducing the exposure to corporations' internal networks. While the concept of IWS was well-founded, the inability of providers to build five modules that were all best in class meant that companies started looking at alternatives that they could bolt onto their legacy investments. Fast forward to today, and the most common refrain I hear, particularly from companies with said legacy systems, is our technology does not work. I've personally seen that this is the biggest myth. Failure of technology is more likely attributed to one of these causes. The first contributor is that of poor implementation or configuration. As with most project types, real estate tech projects often suffer from time or budget crunches that significantly impact delivery, meaning that corners get cut, testing windows are shortened, and the client is left with a less than ideal product. The second factor to consider in perceived technology failures is the lack of cohesive data strategy. Data needs, management, protocols for updates, and ownership are often poorly defined and therefore limit the ability of systems to enable valuable benchmarking, strategic insight, and in some cases, even the most basic reporting needs. A third factor is that of immature supporting processes. Investment in technology is futile without investment in the processes that the technology is being deployed to support. Process review and optimization can salvage perceived failures in technology deployments. The final factor is the lack of continual training. This may seem basic, but there are volumes of research around how quickly humans forget what they've been taught. For systems to be valuable, users need to be constantly exposed to the products they use. This is simply not the case for most technology users. The situation is exaggerated by the fact that we are often taught technology solutions by a colleague rather than a true system expert, and so there is an inherent loss of knowledge in that model. Train the trainer was a popular refrain, but before the trainer had left the building, the knowledge leakage had already started. So my first piece of advice to those contemplating new technology solutions is to evaluate what you actually have in place. We find that performing a digital health check helps clients determine the true needs and often technology optimization and augmentation can be far more valuable than replacing systems. Many providers come to the table with preconceptions of what solutions should be. This is akin to a doctor writing a prescription without examining the patient. The second myth, 
the second myth I hear, particularly in VC-heavy conference environments, is startups are trying to cash in on the investment in the space. This is an interesting conundrum for corporations looking into adopting new technology. Given how open the market has been, there are examples where a new player can enter a niche market, provide a low-cost solution to a specific problem at a low price point as a means of logo collecting and building an attractive investment proposition to the multitude of VCs looking for their unicorn. This is an area of caution. Real estate executives need to look at the founders for their intent, the breadth and value of their vision and their goals. In a market like Sensors that is crowded but has no clear leader, an investment in a product for a two-year period may be just what you need. But if you're investing in a strategic solution with a three to five or longer window, you need to ensure that the company will still be viable in those timeframes. I do believe that most of the founders I have met are driven by their passion to innovate and deliver solutions that clients crave, but some caution is advised. Starting a company and taking it to a viable point is not an easy thing to do. Most founders are sacrificing salaries, opportunities, and personal time to build their dream. It does not mean they will be successful. My recommendation around this myth is that if you find a technology solution that you feel has merit, try to get engaged with the founders and understand their goals, aspirations, financial backing, and strategic direction to ensure there is a fit. Technology startups need direction on product evaluation, and real estate executives are in a perfect place to provide that information. If you're offered a place on an advisory board, snap it up. Myth three, the market is too crowded. This is an interesting topic. As stated, there are a lot of solutions out there on the market, and it can be difficult task to identify the right fit for your specific needs. There needs to be a concerted effort to identify what you need to support your goals. Software vendors do look to appeal to as many prospective customers as possible, and due diligence is needed by real estate teams to ensure that the right tools are employed. I think there is market segmentation in terms of what tools can truly support clients in specific industries of certain sizes or certain geographies. IWS solutions get a bad rap these days, often owing to the implementation, data, and process issues identified above, but in highly complex environments, they may be the only viable solution. FASB has proven out that when it comes to being very secure that your technology investment is prudent, the reliance on the old guard has come back to the fore, with older providers, both IWMS and point solutions, dominating the space, ideally those that are further blessed by the approval of one of the large accounting firms. The proliferation of technology solutions is a good thing for real estate executives. It's keeping the vendors on their toes and focused on not only innovation but delivery. It further creates an environment that is cost-competitive keeping a true market price around solutions. The abundance of solutions also enables partnerships and integrations between solutions that can provide significant new benefits before unrealized and exposure of solutions to new markets. The adoption of tenant experience-based apps by corporations is a perfect example of this. The advice here is that there's a massive marketplace of product, but it's a good thing for all of us. Our industry is evolving rapidly, and it is an exciting time for real estate technology. In order to navigate it, you need to dedicate internal or external resources to help determine 
what solutions are right for your corporate goals. This goes back to the basic foundational elements of understanding what current functional needs are, what likely future needs will be, documenting the gap between the two, and investing in a solution or solutions that best meet the corporation's goals and budget. The fourth myth, that a startup can't help my global organization, results from a fear factor for occupiers that a startup will not have the resources or longevity to support their needs. Whilst this can be the case, a well-founded startup can actually be in a better position than a technology that's been absorbed into a larger organization. A 10 or 20 person startup is often better funded than a 50 person entity that's now fighting for resources with other departments. They're typically more willing to invest their profit back into R&D and they should have a clearer vision and more strategic guidance focusing on the ideals of the founder as opposed to being governed by committee or apportioning of a limited budget. Startups do not have the burden of internal red tape or administrative hurdles that come from absorption by a larger organization. A startup can be nimble when it comes to pricing, strategy, delivery, and support. Knowing that a happy client can significantly impact their fortunes and direction of the company, they're willing to be more flexible. My advice on myth four is that startups are more likely to go the extra mile in my experience and are open to proving their worth with low to no cost pilots. A word of caution that you do need to ensure that they are not trying to do too much to gain your business and spread themselves too thin. While real estate has traditionally followed the mantra of location, 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 the golden rule of real estate tech is pilot, pilot, pilot. The fifth and final myth for this podcast goes to the heart of the early adopters that companies need to go all in on AI and VR. If you look at the vendors in the market, perhaps understandably, every one of them is trying to be the leader in the innovation stakes. Marketing machines have been built around getting clients excited about the latest and greatest thing. A simple Google search of software vendors points to taglines about the power of IoT and AI and advanced workplace analytics. Walking around trade show floors, VR goggles are becoming more common as immersive experiences are seen as a big driver in a software purchase. While I am as excited as you are likely to be about these advances, I'm still perplexed that basic foundational pieces have not been put in place. Companies lack mature documented processes and do not have cohesive strategies promoting data integrity, ownership, and stewardship. Technology like AI, which in most cases is really thinly veiled machine learning, and VR are at the forefront, yet most companies have not yet deployed basic sensor solutions or even badge card readers, which can point to millions of dollars of savings in identifying underutilized real estate. There's definitely a place for these technologies and they will continue to grow. Products that create greater efficiencies, such as automating large chunks of lease abstraction via machine learning, or that enhance experiences like the ability to view a potential space with your own design standards and branding in 3D are game-changing. My advice here is to reevaluate where you are with the basics before heavily exploring the true bleeding-edge technologies. You need to have a foundation in place in order to take full advantage of the technology. A state-of-the-art system to project space needs is no use without defined design standards. And when it comes to machine learning, automating a bad process just makes that bad process faster. 
Thank you for listening to my thoughts. I hope you found them to be useful and informative. I'm always eager to hear and learn from the perspectives of others. So please feel free to reach out on LinkedIn or grab me at a corner event if you ever want to discuss these points I've made here. Thank you. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.